0: This is Pathways to Resilience,
1: the podcast where real people share real stories, helping us build our playbook toward resilience. And now here's the host of the show, Melissa Santos.
0: Welcome back to Community Solutions, Pathways to Resilience. This month, I am so excited to welcome Dr. Cece Weaver. I've uh, met Cece, um, as a board me- member at Community Solutions, and now have come to know you as a children's book author and a Food Network star. Um, lots to talk about and what you're achieving and doing um, on this life journey. But just want to welcome you. Um, Dr. Cece Weaver is a family medical practitioner. She has a master's in public health as well. She's a diplomat and for the American Board of Family Medicine. And again, uh, so many other roles um, that we're excited <laughs> to hear about. So welcome,
1: Dr. Susie uh, Weaver. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a physician. I have three little children. Um, I graduated from UC Berkeley. Um, I did cancer research and pre-medical studies at Johns Hopkins University and then a master's degree at Dartmouth. Before my medical school and then residency at UCSF, and I just never left the Bay Area after that. Nice. And yeah. you're from the Bay Area originally? I'm actually originally from Los Angeles, okay. uh, Los Angeles County, all over LA. Okay. Uh, my mother is from Compton, California, and okay. I was raised in LA County. Nice. And uh came up for, for UC Berkeley and then came back and forth from the East Coast and then never left after medical school because I met my husband. So. That'll do kind it. Kind of settled. Yep.
0: <laughs> That'll do it. So tell us about some of um some projects that you've been working on. You are uh on fire right now.
1: Oh gosh. Well, you know, I I sort of dabble in a lot of different things. Um I decided a few years ago after kind of having one of those come to Jesus moments where you're at an impasse in life. And it's like I I gotta get unstuck. Um that I needed to focus a little bit more on self-care. And mm-hmm. so I started working on my health and weight loss, and you know on my inner circle and my personal and spiritual growth. And part of that was picking up hobbies and doing the things that I'd always wanted to do, but kind of set aside for more, you know, responsible things like school (laughs) and work (laughs) and parenthood. So I started writing, um, which I've always been a creative writer, actually, when I was in college. And then a little bit after college, I was a writing uh, instructor. And I also started baking. My grandmother was a professional baker in Yonkers, New York. And I kind of felt like picking up that hobby was um, a way to connect to her spirit and to, you know, spark joy in my life. And obviously in the lives of others around me. Yeah. Eat, yeah. Uh, how funny. Stuff. I'm actually very, fam- I'm familiar with you. I've
0: been to Yonkers, New York. Um, I'm from Rhode Island myself and had a ah. um, friend that lived in Yonkers and yeah. How funny. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that yep. connection. Yep.
1: Connection to my our whole family still lives in Yonkers. on my okay. dad's side. Mm-hmm. In fact, if, if you come across anyone on the East coast with my maiden name, 99% sure they're my, they're my relative. <laughs> my dad was one of nine How fun. children. How fun. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's lots of cousins. <laughs> yes. Lots, lots of cousins. Well,
0: today, um, the theme of our, our, our episode is around the big picture perspective. And, um, I ordered myself a copy of Nia's puzzle and just loved reading it. Um, and, uh, actually tonight I, it just came in the mail yesterday tonight. I'll read it to my girls. Um, but it really is such a beautiful story about learning to look at the bigger picture and not worrying about through the metaphor of a puzzle, um, when those little pieces don't fit perfectly, um, or we're not quite sure where they go. And I want to, um, I want to read a little bit from the book, um, which is also just so beautifully illustrated. I love, um, the pictures of Nia and her Nana. Um, and it says about the puzzle. See, we get these pieces one at a time. Sometimes they're odd with no reason or rhyme. Sometimes it's easy to see where they fit. Other times we're confused about the pieces we get. And I just, you know, especially in these times with so much going, we have a lot of confusing pieces going on right now in humanity. And so wondered from you how you've used that puzzle metaphor to support your own life journey.
1: Oh man, that's, that's such a tough question, right? But it's, the book was um, born of my, you know, my own journey and how I, Started to approach life. I haven't had like the easiest life in the world. You know, I've had, you know, I was very fortunate to grow up in a two-parent household with parents who loved me and, you know, very supportive, but I lost my father at an early age. I, you know, had to work my way through college. I had to you know struggle just like everyone else has. I found myself in a crazy abusive relationship in which I, you know, was living out of my car at one point. <laughs> just, wow. Yeah. I had a very meandering journey to success. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't until I started viewing life as this like giant big puzzle that I started um being able to not Perseverate on the bad and think of everything as just basically a stepping stone to the next big thing or the next thing that's going to contribute to my big picture. And Mia's puzzle is really an analogy of life being like a puzzle where you get one little piece at a time. You we don't know what any piece is going to be. We just sort of like lands in your lap and they look weird and they're a little oddly shaped. And oftentimes we'll get that piece that we just know. Goes in a certain spot and we try to force it in and it doesn't fit and the picture doesn't make sense. And it's only until you put the pieces where they actually should go that the big picture starts making more sense. And it's our job when we get these odd pieces is sort of turn them around from a different angle or put them aside until later mm. um, and not to force it where it doesn't belong. And I think that when I look retrospectively, at my life. And anytime that things went wrong, it always was when I was forcing something that didn't mm-hmm. easily fit into the, into the puzzle. Um, you know, forcing that relationship. I'm supposed to marry so-and-so yes. I'm supposed to yes. be an attorney or, or whatever the thing is, yeah. you know, and you don't know yeah. what your big picture is. And oftentimes Those odd pieces that you thought were so important, those people—you know, the people in high school, the bully, the you know, whatever the character may be, or whatever Mm -hmm. the life circumstance might be—the things that you thought were so significant at the time, when you have more of the big picture, or really, you know, insignificant parts of your big picture, and the the other pieces that you kind of didn't pay attention to, and you just kind of put it, you know, in the puzzle—those are the pivotal moments that bridge you from the bad to the good and kind of make your picture make more sense. So, you know, if I had not been, um, forced for example, to work my way through college, I maybe wouldn't have had all this experience that as soon as I got out of college, I was, you know, very marketable. I'm always, I've never had a problem finding a job, you know, because I have work experience already and little things like that. That you know, when you at the when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, it, seems so devastating. But I think what the book is really about is about having a big picture perspective, not to be devastated by setbacks or by oddly shaped or ugly shaped pictures or pieces in your life, um, but to view them as just that. And I think that's what resilience is really about, right? It's not about um, it's about being able to step back and um, evaluate where you are and not be knocked down by the little pieces that you get.
0: It's so powerful. Cece so powerful. I, and I, al- I also, I could so relate to not like forcing that puzzle piece in whatever it is. And also yeah. not getting ahead of myself to think, Oh, the, this pick that, you know, this piece, I know what this piece is going to be. This piece, and I loved when, <laughs> you know, Nia talks about it. Like you say it in there, like, oh, this blue piece is going to be the most beautiful sky. And yes. you just get yourself so far ahead of yourself for this beautiful sky. And then it actually just ends up being a pond. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah and I just, to I, I love what this. Thought meta- it was be.
0: Nothing to do with it. And you can, we can get ourselves real. I, I can really, uh, I'm super visual and I'm a, um, I see, and I see people's potential and -hmm. opportunities potential, but sometimes I can take that too far and finish the puzzle in my head rather than being in that present moment. I think that's the other thing that this metaphor teaches us is it's one piece at a time. It's one step at a time that, and Mm -hmm. we have to be patient because Mm -hmm. we don't, it takes time for that, for that, our life journey to present itself to us. Mm -hmm. And we have to trust, right? It's also about trusting whatever it is that we trust, um, God, the universe, ourselves, um, right. whatever it is that, okay, I'm just, I'm going to take this piece. I'm going to make, learn from this piece. And I'm trusting that something beautiful is going to be on the other side of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really about saying to yourself, you know, X, Y, Z thing happened to me, but it doesn't define who I am. Um, mm-hmm. It was merely a piece of the puzzle that makes up my big picture. It's not the definition of my life you know it's pretty incredible
0: to me that cuz i'd imagine like this is such the creative part of your brain and then clearly with all of your education and your success as a physician is a different part of the brain how do you weave the two together
1: that's that's interesting i think um a lot of physicians are creatives um i'm actually in a group on facebook um called the feral doctor moms. Or something like that. And it's a very niche group of do- oh, feral doctor mom crafters. That's what we are. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's an extremely niche group of, um, uh, liberal minded physician mothers who like to craft and bake. <laughs> and there's and <laughs> really- that's awesome. Yeah. And there's like, like thousands of us, there's like three or 4,000 people, I think in the group. And, um, a lot of physicians are creatives. And I think for the most part, you know, this has been a really trying time just before the pandemic, even just getting through medical school is difficult. You know, you have four years of undergrad followed by four years of medical school, or in my case, two years of, um, you know, grad school, and then four years of medical school, and then an additional three to 10 years of residency depending on your specialty and then maybe even a fellowship i mean so it's a very very long haul it's an arduous thing it's emotionally physically taxing um and then add on top of that being in the middle of a global pandemic and then on top of that being a mother and then on top of that going through all the typical things that um, everyone is dealing with the you know depression and isolation of being you know at home on lockdown and all those things. And it's difficult. You have to, I had to pick up other creative interests and other hobbies in order to be um, a good physician, right? There's this quote that says self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. And I think that Mm. it's So, so, so crucial to take care of yourself and to find an outlet, whatever that outlet be. Some, for some people that's exercise for some people that's been, you know, planting a garden for me, it's like all of the above <laughs> it's been writing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's been baking and having fun and spending time with my family and also having perspective. I think, you know, I could dwell on the fact that I'm extremely stressed out, spread extremely thin, probably thinner than I've ever been in my entire life probably under the most stress and pressure I've ever been in my entire life. But at the same time, who would have thought I'd ever be able to work from home sometimes as a doctor. Like that's also a really, it's pretty cool. And I've never, ever got to spend time with my kids before. Um, There were times, I remember when my son, my first son was a baby, the daycare worker asked my husband if he was a single dad And my husband came home thinking it was funny and it just tore me apart. I cried and cried and cried. And I also remember a couple of times where my son would be sick and I had to get up and go into the hospital and take care of all the sick babies and, you know, in the hospital and deliver people's babies, et cetera. And I would come home and my son one day told me, but mama, I'm sick too. (laughs) And it just, it, it hurt me to my core. So in many respects, um, I've been able to pull the, the blessing of this pandemic and this difficult time, um, out that I'm, I'm able to spend more time with my children that I didn't have before. So, um, you know, that, that having that perspective and taking the time to care for myself, And be creative has been absolutely crucial, not only for my mental health, but for making me a better physician.
0: Yeah, I can totally I I appreciate that so much. And I I can I feel the same. I really um in the beginning, I wasn't there in the beginning, but as soon as we realized this thing wasn't going away, you know, like that we weren't just gonna be figuring out how to teach our kids at home for two weeks or something, you know, it was like, okay, there's two ways I can look at this, right? And 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 how do I look at the blessings and um, being able to look at the past two years, same, like I work from home now. I I wasn't doing that before. Um, I'm, I'm a, I am a single mom. And so I'm getting to be with my girls a heck of a lot more and, and just all those other, you know, the, the people that we've had in our pod and who we spend more time with and using technology to stay in touch with people that we didn't necessarily before. It's pretty has been pretty cool. Um, and just the importance of how I really like how you talk about you did from the very beginning that when you wanted to focus on yourself, because that's what you want to give the, the world, your full, healthy, whole self and getting healthy for you was about doing the things you had always wanted to do, but hadn't, it was about getting to writing and getting to baking and time with your family. This idea that wellness um, self-care, mental health is this holistic thing. It's not just one of those things. It's mm-hmm. not just about the exercise. It's not just about the meditation or reading a book, but you've just all those things.
1: Absolutely. And even, you know, the World Health Organization defines health in a very specific way. And I always remembered that from um, um, undergrad. I, I took this class at Berkeley by a professor named Bernard Griego, and it was my first introduction to public health. And I'll never forget. It was a test question. And he made us um, quote it over and over again that health is not merely the absence of disease. It's the complete state of physical, emotional, emotional mental, spiritual, and environmental health, and not just the absence of disease. So I don't think that anyone can define themselves as healthy unless all of those things are in place. So important. So Cece,
0: um, what is resilience from your big picture perspective?
1: I think that people often confuse resilience with strength. And that's where I start feeling really ambivalent about the term because it gets really tricky, right? Resilience Mm -hmm. is not about how much trauma you can withstand and keep coming back for more. It's not about how many times you can get punched in the face and keep standing up to get punched again. It's really about emotional intelligence and how you react to trauma and how you learn Mm -hmm. from the situations that you've experienced, the people that you've shared your life journey with, the hand that you've been dealt with, you know, dealt in life. Resilience is about being able to step back and say to yourself, "This happened to me. This isn't who I am. This is a piece of my puzzle." Right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not about necessarily about strength. I think that
0: yeah, I, I really appreciated the first time we talked about this because I think um, I feel the same, and yet really f- feel like it's important to call out that when we talk about resilience, when we say build your playbook towards you know resilience. Um, It is about how we deal, how we, the choice we have when we may be faced with circumstances that were not our choice, Um, Mm -hmm. but the choice that we have of how we react to that, of how, of what we do with that puzzle piece of how Mm -hmm. we look at that puzzle piece of how we respond to that puzzle piece. And I just, um, I, I, I appreciate you bringing that into the conversation because I don't Want the message to be that we should just be, you know, thrilled for every puzzle piece that comes because racism as a puzzle piece is not okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Sexual assault <laughs> as a puzzle piece is not okay. Um, mm-hmm. sexism is not okay, hatred, you know, all those things are not okay. And they may be part of our puzzle. Would you agree with that?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree with it. And I think the conversation around resilience oftentimes um centers around you know, this person is so strong. Look at all these things that they went to went through and they're still thriving. And um, you know, I, I sometimes think to myself that the conversation should shift um away from how how much a person could take, um, and how can we prevent this person from having to be resilient in the first place? Um, there's a lot of social yeah. and economic and um, political things that um people face that um, cause them in a, sometimes in a disproportionate way to have to be resilient, to yes. have no other choice um than to be resilient. And I don't want to ever take away from um, the idea that we should focus more on preventing those socio- social and economic um, contributors um, to life that, force people to become resilient in the first place. We should, you know, always work on improving injustice, mm-hmm. um, in many, many respects so that people aren't forced to be resilient. Yeah.
0: I, have, I I just so appreciate and, and, um, love that and feel, I mean, we should have, we, we should all be at that equal spot. It, it's, it's equity to me too, right? Like, okay. I may be resilient over a broken bone or a, you know, we have plenty to be resilient yeah. over without, without these additional, um, social issues. And so how do we level that playing field so that we don't, so that some of us who don't have that privilege or have a lack of resource or are a targeted group, um, that we, that they don't have to dig even deeper. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then we applaud that and we make a movie about it, but really, yeah. Shouldn't have had to happen in the first place. Yeah. I, I That's so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, this has been, thank you so much. I, um, I think that you're super inspiring. I'm thrilled to have you on our board and just in, uh, my circle to get to know you, uh, better. And, um, what, a, what an amazing example, just as a woman and a mom of, you know, I think it's not just as professionals, but also as, mothers or, and parents that we can sometimes put our kids first or put these other roles first. And you're really, I think, um, showing us that all the roles are important, but it's gotta come. We've gotta be living in our joy. And, um, every time I've seen you, which hasn't been a ton, but even if you're still in your scrubs coming from work, I mean, you just have a smile on your face and come to, um, Come to what you've signed up for with joy, and I just so appreciate that um, about you.
1: You know, a lot of religious texts um, use life as this analogy of, you know, a lantern. You know, in Christianity, they always say, "Let your light shine." Right? Um, Whatever that life life force is, your chi or your spirit or your energy, it always has some sort of analogy of light. Um, and I think that taking care of yourself means to pause, to replenish that fuel in your lantern so that your light can shine more brightly for the world. So that you can have that smile on your face whenever people see you so that you can um, be the best doctor you can be or the best, you know, whatever um, your profession is, taking time for yourself to, to pour into that lantern so that the light can shine brighter.
0: And what, if I may, I think that you, I'm, I love analogy. When your lan- the brighter your lantern is shining, the clearer you can see your big picture,
1: yes, I love that,
0: right? I love that. Yeah, right. And when' we, that's awesome if we're if we're dim, then that's probably when we're <laughs> focusing in with twenty <laughs> eyes on that piece, right? With that big exactly. picture comes to life. Oh, I love that. Well, I just want to thank you for joining me um and for taking the time to to be on this episode and to share with us your. Big picture perspective on resilience. Um, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Any websites where people can, where can people find your book?
1: Um, they can find my book at ww.neaspuzzle.com. It's also available wherever online books are sold. So Amazon obviously is the first place you can buy it, but you can also buy it at Barnes and Noble. Um, and they can find me on Instagram. My handle is at CZ Does It and it's spelled like Easy Does It with a C in the front.
0: I love it. Okay, we'll make sure that we put um put those links up. Thank you so much and I will see you soon. Well, that episode was fun. So much to learn from Dr. CC Weaver. I really appreciated her idea around the big picture perspective and uh highly recommend um grabbing a copy of Nia's puzzle. Uh, and I like I think that when I think Think about the playbook and my own playbook to resilience, and what I will take from this conversation um, as actionable lesson. It would be to look at what's are the puzzle pieces. What are the pieces that I may be just focusing on too much right now, um, particularly in a negative way? Uh, is there something that I'm forcing to fit? am i focused right now on a small piece of the puzzle even just this time with the omicron variant and and being worried about you know getting sick and worried about um having to isolate and feeling isolated again and really stepping back from that from that puzzle piece to see the larger picture that a, the larger picture of my own life journey this will end up being a really small piece um so not giving it not giving it all the energy uh, or all the emotion, um, but rather seeing it, accepting it for what it is and um, deciding how I want to learn from it. I also really loved what Cece said around um, the light and around the importance of health and health being, as she mentioned The way the World Health Organization defines it that it's our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, our psychological health, our social health. And looking at all those different areas of who we are, we do this all the time in our workshops um, with CS Learning and at Community Solutions. Looking at all those pieces where am I satisfied? Where am I not? Where could I be doing more? And thinking about it through the lens of where could I be doing more so that my light is shining as brightly as it can, so that I'm bringing the brightest version of myself to me and all around me. And that that bright light helps me to really be able to see and value and trust in the big picture, that big picture perspective that I won't entirely know as Nia learns in the book until my life comes to an end, what really that was supposed to look like. Um, And so just trusting that journey, trusting that process, one puzzle piece at a time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and take a few minutes to think about your own puzzle pieces um, and how you're going to help yourself with self-care to be sure that your light is shining just as bright as it can. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in
1: next time. Thanks for joining Pathways to Resilience, an initiative of Community Solutions. Please visit us at www.communitysolutions.org.